Welcome back to the Better Men, Better Wall Player podcast. I'm your host, Trey Cobb. I want to thank you for joining us or returning to us here today. And for our 41st episode, a uh, good friend of mine, Coach Andy Baker from Middletown High School in Middletown, Maryland. Uh, phenomenal coach. Uh, coach Baker um, ha- is right now it's like the current head coach at Middletown High School. He started in 2008, became the head coach then uh, after some time as an assistant. Uh, but he has been the football coach there. He's been he's been um, helped out all throughout the program since uh, the football program since 2001. Um, and just being at Middletown, what I thought was a great thing after this conversation was he's been a part of nine state championships between baseball and football. He's been a part of nine state championships between baseball and football at Middletown High School. Um, in 2019, they were a state finalist for baseball. 2017, that's when they won. That's when he got the state champion. Ship um, during a really close two A state championship. The their classifications, um, it changes. You know, just like every state, it changes from time to time. But there's this two A uh, that year was just it was super tough. Um, 2011, they were also state semifinalist. Um, there's been region championships. He's had conference championships. Um, so a very um, great career. But just talking to Coach Baker, does he remember those things? He, those things are. Just a just a product of him with his good relationships, his structured practice, um, his great staff that he talks about. He talks about his great staff multiple times, um, and just the circle of coaches um, that he surrounds himself with and continues to get better and better. Uh, he surrounds himself by great people. Uh, talks about his mentorship from Coach Wells at Frostburg, Coach Caruso, who's now Fairmont, uh, Mike DeSimon, and Mike Warnfeltz, and of course Mike Franklin really um, are great mentors of him. So uh, just wanted to, uh, ah, man, just there's this one I believe was um, another one really looking forward to, uh, a guy that I love to have a part of my circle. I love to be able to hang around, discuss, touch base, uh, talk baseball with. Um, and my goodness, we could do another one. But he gets into a ton of great information um, about his program from, you know, how – he 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 has a he has a very balanced program. He does coach football, so a lot of the times the guys are doing a lot more things on their own. But they are all in from March to May. Um, they've got some great things that they have going on in their program, from a leadership curriculum and how he develops characters, how he holds guys accountable. Um, you know, and they've uh, have most recently gotten into the Knights Crusade, which is kind of like an Omaha challenge, Anvil challenge. Um, mental toughness, along with some character development. I think there's a character development piece in there that makes this really special as well. Um, he touches his base. You know, in that 2017, uh, for those people who don't know, that 2017 when they won state championship, he didn't. That, that team did not hit a home run all year. These guys are tough as nails at the plate. They, they're going to throw it well, and they're going to catch the baseball and going to make you – make errors. They're going to put pressure on you. And we like most times, most times we're losing games more than winning them. And uh, he, he keeps that pressure there where guys, most time they're going to lose those games and, and he's going to do everything he can to get that big guy off the mound. And uh, he touches base with a lot of those things, but we dive into a ton of, a ton of other great things. Um, and he's always willing to share information, loves talking coaches. And um, 
you know, so feel free to reach out to them. Uh, again, it's Middletown Baseball. It's a great follow. Go MHS Baseball on Twitter. Um, you know, he gives his email and gives his phone number out during the podcast. And, you know, like I said, I cannot thank Coach Baker enough for this great conversation. We're touching base during the winter break. It was great to get my winter break started off with a great conversation from a great coach. So um, enjoy this conversation with Coach Andy Baker from Middletown High School. So 2001 is when I came to Middletown and I immediately started uh, football and baseball. And in football, I've bounced around from, I've started assistant JV and then head JV. I went up to varsity for probably nine or 10 years or something. And then I went down, did a year JV head coach, went back up to varsity for a year or two, back to JV. I've been bounced all, you know, doesn't matter. Yeah. Just did whatever needed. Yeah, most of those times I've, you know, either requested to move or Kevin said, "Hey, can you go down and do this?" I don't care; it doesn't matter to me. Yeah, and that was all under Lanot. Well, I guess we well now the new coach too. No, no, I was hired by Coach Ambrose. Oh, okay. And uh, when I was there, coach for Coach Ambrose for whatever five, six years, he finally retired. Uh, Then I coached for. Uh, Lauren Ridenauer, he did it for two years, and then Coach Lanot came in and did it for what twelve or something, maybe yeah. ten. And then um, we hired Colin, and I coached for Colin Delotta for whatever two, three years. Mm-hmm. So that's four head. Co- every I've coached for every head coach at Middletown High School, football wise, every <laughs> single one. Nice. <laughs> I don't know if that's a claim to fame or not. <laughs> Baker, that's why I've been successful, buddy. That's right. Well, <laughs> you know, your success all over that place, man. I'm guilty of not being able to say no a lot of times, but <laughs> I was, you know, you think about how blessed I am to be at Middletown. I was writing, I wrote this down this morning. That's, that's part of nine state championships mm-hmm. between football and baseball mm-hmm. at a public school. Like it's awesome. You talk, and that has nothing to do with me, uh, but a, bunch of great coaches and great families and lots of talent but you know my dad who's still a head coach been coaching football for about 50 years he coached basketball for 22 years he coached baseball for 20 some years in Pennsylvania never been a part of a state championship oh man I've been in my my dumbass has been in nine (laughs) I mean, isn't that crazy? It is crazy. It's just, you know, and I, I tell I tell that story, basically that perspective is like with Franklin, you know, like Mike, it took Mike how long, you know, and it was always, yeah. I remember like, I remember that, that year with, uh, when he was at, against South High with, with freaking uh, Ralph Stoudemire, you know, and Mike prepares like nobody mm-hmm. else and Stoudemire doesn't even practice leading up to anywhere in the playoffs, you know, and just beats, like, it's just. You know, yeah. it's just the breaks of it all, but it's just, yeah, man, it's it's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah, well, baseball, you know, that's a different animal. You can be that. You got a kid like that was that was minor, right? Minor and yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. those guys. One guy can beat you. So, but um, yeah, just been blessed to be in Middletown and and part of good a great school with high academics and good athletics all around. So. Mm-hmm. 
speaking of, first of all, I wanted to, I wanted to just mention this too. Um, you know, this whole COVID thing um, is, is very difficult on a lot of people and families. And, you know, one of the underlying themes that I've, I've talked to with a lot of the guys that, you know, I'm close with other coaches and we talk about coach Lanot and our prayer group. And, um, you know, we talk about it's what you make of your opportunities, you know, and what you've done with this thing, Trey has been absolutely awesome. You know, I know you've stepped away from the game, but technically you haven't stepped away from the game. I mean, this, these podcasts are so awesome and what an opportunity. I'm guessing you probably would have never, you maybe always had this idea or want to do something like this, but as long as you were coaching, you probably weren't going to do this. Right. And wow, the relationships you've built with these coaches or strengthened with some of these coaches that you've already known. But then the stuff that I've gathered from just listening to the podcast has been absolutely amazing. It's like a a free clinic every time I get on the treadmill. It's a free <laughs> clinic. It is awesome. The the knowledge that you have brought in has been wh what a great thing that you've done and what a what a way to take advantage of your opportunities. So I just want to thank you for doing that. And um I just think it's great. And I'm honored that you would have me in this group. I'm, I'm not deserving, but uh, I'll do it anyway. But thank you. I, I appreciate it, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, it was it was definitely something like you said. It, when uh, life presented us with things, we had to be in the house. And I'm like, yep, all right, I'm just going to go and roll with this. So, uh, yeah, I've been fortunate. You know, like you said, I've been best, just like you've been blessed with really good guys. And I've known who the good guys were. And I've always had your number in my phone and wanted to come get my butt beat by you <laughs> just so I could learn a couple of things and see what you guys do. Um, Should have bought in a lot more of the small ball things that you guys do and things like that. I, Because uh, um, you guys have been very successful. Um you know, with, with that. And, um, but no, I've been, I've been very blessed as well. Like I said, with having some really good relationships and I'm glad to be able to pass that on, you know, and, and help other people. I think just even just one, there's another thing is people need to realize how good of it is over the mountain in, in Maryland. Uh, we, I, I truly believe we have some really good, like, I know my group, my circle of coaches, friends, they could coach anywhere. Like I told you, like, you are very deserving of this. You could coach anywhere. You choose to live in Middletown. You know, like you could coach anywhere at any level. That's for sure. Uh, I fully believe that Franklin, uh, you know, the guys that, you know, are part of your circle, um, you know, even the warm coach Krieger, these guys could have did it. It could have did it anywhere, you know, but they, their family's here, they live here. And, uh, you know, just, just happy to be able to bring some light to that for sure. Yeah. And if I can just add to that, those, the, the, the talent of coaches and between Frederick and, Washington County that I'm familiar with. And I know it, it extends through the whole state of the tri-state area, West Virginia and, and down into Carroll County and all of Maryland. My goodness, the shore. It is absolutely amazing. I just think, um, gosh, to be able to send an email or pick up the phone and call Dave, Dave Sr. or Dave Jr. or Fred or any of those guys that just have so much knowledge and experience. Mm -hmm. Coach Eversole that you just had on, uh, and you know I'm talking about the guys over the mountain your way and you and uh, now AJ and and then you throw in the Frederick County guys. It is it is just awesome. And and what's awesome about it is you know Dave told me this first a long time ago. Dave Senior he said you know there's no family like your baseball family. And I'll tell you what, anytime something big happens, whether it's positive negative, 
you always get a text from those guys, whether, you know, Fred and Dave and all the guys, my circle, they always reach out. It's absolutely amazing. And we are blessed to be around such good people, good guys. Mm-hmm. I agree. I agree. And I wasn't going to, uh, yeah. And it was just, like I said, I got coach Rhodes coming next, you know, coach Rhodes is next. And, you know, I'll talk about a guy that you, you first time I met him, I'm like, that's a guy I want his number. That's a guy I'm going to be able just to kind of chime on, you know, and, and uh, frown felt or frown. He couldn't, he would also just, you know, I, I didn't realize how close the mentor Phil was to him. Um, he's really close to him. Um, you know, so I can't wait to talk to him this week. Both, both, both great guys, both have tremendous amount of knowledge and it is, it's, it's really neat to see um, from my end to see their relationship now, you know, coaching against each other um, and how that has grown. And um, Phil has been a mentor. He's like a mentor to, I feel like he's a mentor, like to all of us in Frederick County. He is so good mm-hmm. uh, with those kids. He builds such great relationships. He does so much. He knows the game. He's super smart. He's just awesome. Mm-hmm. And um, now we've become pickleball partners over COVID. Me, him, and Brownie play pickleball all the time. Nice. Heck of a pickleball player. So oh, of course ask him about pickleball. I yeah. will. That's good. I gotta I gotta remember that. I'm gonna put that's great. I definitely will. But I didn't answer your question about uh staying in touch with the guys for COVID. Oh yeah. Uh, we use Google Meets, and so since we've been in school, um, you know, we had you know, prior to when we first started school and we did, um, they announced the return to play model that we did. Uh, they started with the fall. And so we have a lot of guys that play fall sports. And then um, and then we were getting ready for our spring return to play because that followed the fall. I don't know if you know that. So the yep. order that we, we went was fall. Yeah. So um, I didn't have to have a lot of contact with them. They were in, in Google Meets all day long, and then they were doing other sports. So I sent some stuff out. I sent some videos out. Um, I think we met once or twice, and then um, we did our return to play, and now a lot of them are doing winter sports. And then I'll start um, probably next week. I'm going to set up a few meetings to get ready for um, just to keep them abreast on what's going on as far as what this spring may look like because that's been fluid and it's ever changing and it's already changed a couple of times so um you know there's not much we can really do in the off season we can give them some ideas to do and and that kind of thing encourage them to play other sports and keep their grades up but mm-hmm. um and of course individually through text sure I, I talked to a lot of the guys but we haven't had a lot of zoom meetings or or google meets um you know i think they're somewhat burn out with those and they don't want to get back on in the evening and I don't blame them. I'd rather them be outside running around, get some fresh air or something like that. But Oof. there's plenty of contact um, between us and obviously that'll crank up here after the first of the year. So just thinking about in a normal year, well, let's say quote unquote normal, because who knows what it'll be like in the future. Um, when you think of like, what would you be doing? And maybe at this time right now, preparing like, you know, the getting ready, you're ready to start out the new year going to push into March. You know, we start March 1st, typically in our area. We'll be lucky to get outside. I know you guys have a turf, but what typically, what is your, what does your, maybe your off season look like in a normal year? Yeah. So, um, I've, I've, uh, well, normally I'd be catching my breath from football. <laughs> I could be, be coming off football. That's true. Yeah. 
What, so um, what do you do? Like, so there, I'm oh, sorry. I, I guess just to kind of go that route is, so you coach, you coach football, you've been there, um, you know, it's like 20 years. So what, what do you, how, how do you help your guys during the fall when you're with football? Yeah, the, the, there's not much. Um, you know, some of those guys are. How do you have Wayne? So does Wayne? Because does Wayne really kind of look look out for those guys? Maybe. I mean, we're we're in contact through text and stuff like that. But some of them, you know, we tell our guys if you're not playing, we want you to play a fall sport. If you're not yeah. playing a fall sport, we want you, um, you know, try to play some sort of fall baseball and you know, you know, keep up with it. Um, so we're in contact through, you know, texts and stuff like that. And Wayne, he may have, a, just by chance, he might have a guy on, but recently he hasn't had many Middletown kids with the Frederick Hustlers. Um, so really it's, you know, a little bit of, you know, texting how things going, you know, what are you doing this weekend? You know, try to shut it down towards the end of the fall here, get some rest, get back in the weight room, lift on your own. Um or, or if I can find somebody in the weight room, you know, that they can get in there and lift with after school, they can, but that's difficult because there's usually teams in there, even in the fall during, during seasons. Um, and then once, once the break hits, usually we'll start, there's been a couple years that we've got into our off season is really just weight room stuff. Mm -hmm. And um, there's been a couple years where we've started in December you know, get like the last two weeks of December in. And then as soon as January hits, um, we'll try to get in our weight room, you know, two nights a week. And and when I say we get in our weight room, you know, we have some core lifts, but then we also do some footwork and agility stuff and um, bands, of course, lots of bands. And we'll do a bunch of core stuff. But other than that, um, it's really difficult because uh, Middletown, we don't have an auxiliary gym. So we only have one gym and you have, you know, two girls basketball teams, two boys basketball teams, you got wrestling. You can hardly ever get in the gym. Um, and it's even difficult to get in the weight room sometimes because you can't, our weight room, if you remember Middletown High, you know, you're up on the balcony. Our, our weight room is basically part of our gym. And we're not allowed to be in there during an athletic contest, you know, rightfully so, you know, back there banging around. Well, you know, it's right beside the concession stand while there's a basketball game on. So it's difficult. We don't get a lot of time. We don't have a lot of access. Um, so, but we are very fortunate where in our community, um, we have a lot of very supportive families. So kids, are often working out on their own. Kids that can't get in there to work out with us or or they need supplemental workouts. They go all the time, they have private lessons. They, Some of them join gyms. Um, and then, you know, March 1st hits um, or in February, hopefully if we get some decent weather, we can sneak into the gym once in a while. We get a couple little throwing sessions, but you know, as well as I do, the uh, restrictions in Maryland are, are pretty tough. Mm -hmm. and, um, and even in Frederick County, we have some some restrictions that supersede supersede the state restrictions. So like we can't um, only pitchers, I think, can come in and th like last year, I think it was like pitchers could come in and throw. But in February, but I don't even think we could use a mound. Right. It had to be all flat work and stuff like that. So we kind of pick it up. Um, one of your other coaches was talking about this. Um, 
might have been the guy from Georgia. For, forgive me. For his, for, Adam Williams. Forget his name, but he was talking about you know how, or you or you know what maybe it was uh, the coach at Auburn. I uh, was talking about balance and and how this whole shutdown time has taught him some balance, you know. And I feel that like, sounds like Butch. <laughs> yeah, I think I think you know that's something that we've been able to do a pretty good job at. We haven't been we haven't overdone it. Um, in Middletown, we have a lot of multi-sport athletes, so I don't think there's a major need to to be doing things all the time. You want some shutdown time. Let's face it; they get you know they get sick of me, and I get sick of them sometimes. So um, you need a you need some separation. You need some break. Um, we like to, you know, kind of get in there March first, get after it, and we want them full tilt from March one to May 23rd, whatever that state final day is. And we want them all in all the time during that, that's a short amount of time. And we want them all in all the time. Obviously we need to prepare in the off season for that too, but really, um, you know, there's a balance there. Like Butch said, there's a balance there. You can't, you don't want to overdo it because it can be counterproductive, right? Mm -hmm. So obviously if we had some more facilities, um, it would be a little bit easier. We'd have some more access. I'm looking forward to um, the, the the upcoming years. I've 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 just transferred. I taught middle school for the last 19 years or whatever, and so I'm now at the high school. So I am extremely excited about um, doing some additional things for kids who are not playing sports in the winter. Right. Um, I'll be right there in the building. I can get them in the weight room ready right after school to lift every day, four days a week. I'd like to do, um, I'm excited about some of the things that I think we can do now that I, because our, when I was at the middle school, our times didn't match up, you know, high schoolers are done at two 15. I'm teaching till three o'clock. There's a 45 minute gap there. I, you know, just the logistics don't work. I don't, you can't have kids hanging around the school for 45 minutes waiting on me unsupervised. Right. You know, that's trouble. Um, you don't want them hanging out in their cars. You don't want them driving around town because that's asking for trouble. So it's been very difficult. And then, you know, you send them home. Do you bring them back? Can you get in the gym at nighttime? Probably not. It becomes difficult. So with my new position at the high school, um, it'll make things a lot simpler for some things that we can do for kids who aren't playing football or aren't wrestling in the winter, aren't playing basketball, you know, which is not a ton of, but there's, there's enough to get them in there and make it worthwhile. That's for sure. Yeah. Or even for the kids that do, you know, to you provide a little opportunity, you know, even possibly during the day where you might have a planning period and say, hey, come on here, let's do this. You know, it could be, you could find, you could find some maybe other opportunities that way. Just being in the building is, is a game changer for sure. So, so much. So I, I can't, I can't express how excited I am because um, you know, one of the things that we had, we, we had started last year is our leadership curriculum. Oh, and, nice. um, and I'll tell you to our plan, you know, is to, to be, when I'm in the building, when we're back in the building, um, you know, I can, I, I'm going to have those guys report to my classroom every day, mm -hmm. you know, and we're going to take 15 minutes, 20 minutes, 25 minutes before we go out. And we're going to do our leadership lesson and we're going to get mentally ready for our practice that day, what we need to accomplish. And I'm going to turn them loose. I'll meet them on the field. And, and what a, what a great way to one, build relationships and two, teach them their, 
character and and leadership stuff. That's stuff that I couldn't do while I was at the middle school. I mean, you know, um, you've experienced it's, it's it's extremely difficult when you know I thank goodness I've been blessed all these years to have some amazing assistant coaches who were willing to start my practice and get going. So kids didn't have to, like I said before, so they didn't have to wait around for 45 minutes. Um, that can create some bad situations. So I would always try to get a coach who could be there maybe and get started at, at 2.45. So they have basically 30 minutes from time bell rings, get their stuff, um, get changed, get down there and online at 2.45. And then I'm jumping in there at about 3.15 till I get over there. That's really difficult. It's it the diff the part that I really struggled with all these years was it's hard that it's hard to get in there and really build relationships because practice has already started. By the time I'm getting there, we're doing rundowns. We're going straight to first and thirds. Then we're going we're going to the cage or whatever. We're breaking down defensively. There's you you miss that time at the beginning of practice while you're getting things ready. They're helping you set up where you can build relationships and you can talk to them about their day and that kind of thing. It was tough. I never really got much of a chance to do that. And now that I'm at the high school, it'll provide such better opportunities for that. And it's amazing for me. Like I, I, th I hear those things. Right. And knowing my person, you know, just knowing you and knowing the kind of person and the kind of coach that you are for you to say that you've had a hard time doing that. But at the same time, you've still been able to develop a lot of really good relationships and you guys have been really good and you can tell people really love you. Like you're only going to now create and even and, and be even better. Like it's just it's that's that's what's incredible to me, because I tell you what, like when, when I because I, I felt that, too. So our thing was that was another part of, like you said, why I started Leadership Council, because that just gave us a time to just talk and bring these things together. Here's what the week looks like. How's your day going? What are your goals like? Like, let's talk mm -hmm. about things that's helping you right now as a person. Um, so yeah, those things were definitely um, things that, I mean, my goodness, you're just gonna, your guys are gonna be, they're just very fortunate. They're gonna be very fortunate to have, do something like that with you, coach, that's for sure. Yeah, well, I'm excited. Man, about that. That's gonna be yeah. awesome. So let's get into that, man. So have you have you thought through the leadership curriculum? Like you want to touch when I get into that? So yeah, I can touch touch on that briefly. We um we use we we had started last year um this program that Coach Lenat shared with me. And I um it's called character development and leadership. And uh, I think it's a guy that Coach Lenat had heard at a conference. It might've been a USA football conference. And um, Coach Lenat actually is, I've kind of brought him on staff. Once he got out of football, I reined him and he's never played baseball before. Um, nice. And I said, you need, to, you need to coach with us. And he said, what are you talking about? I can't coach baseball. I said, no. <laughs> you have so much to offer, you, you know, so we brainstormed and I got him into being our, 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 basically we called him our character coach. Yeah. And so the last couple years he was doing this kind of writing his own curriculum. Um, I would have him, it was, it was twofold because there, again, there was always that 45 minute gap during the day at the end of the school day when kids didn't have anything to do well. 
I was trying to get over to the middle school. And um, so to alleviate some pressure off of my assistants, I said, Kevin will take them two days a week and he'll put them in a classroom for 25 minutes and he'll go over leadership lessons with them. And um, he's done an amazing job and, and he knows all the kids because he's in the school when it's easy for him. He loves that stuff, super good at it. And um, then he saw this curriculum uh, developed uh, USA football, and I think they were endorsing it. So we bought it. I think it, you know, it was a couple hundred dollars. Uh, we were fortunate enough to buy it. And what happens is it's an app that we all get on our phones. Coaches have the administrative app and then the kids all have their app. And there's basically like a small reading or a scenario or a video. And then there are questions and they have to respond to a thread. I mean, there's different ways you can do it, but that's how we had been using it. Mm -hmm. um, again, I kind of had to do it remotely and that fit our needs perfectly because again, when I get to practice at 3.15, it started, do I want to stop practice and really, you know, sit them down for 20 minutes to talk about a leadership thing? Probably not the best way to run your practice. Um, so we kind of did it remotely. They could do it in the evenings. I would send out a lesson you know, that night and I'd say, okay, you have to respond by tomorrow, four o'clock or something like that. And then the other, the other thing that we were doing was, and this was the plan was we would do it every bus ride. Mm -hmm. I would ask something out. And um, so unfortunately we only had maybe two bus rides last year. <laughs> we <laughs> right. Had, we had a bus ride to Frederick High, and the day we got um, canceled at five o'clock, we had, we were at Catoctin when we got the news. We were scrimmaging, uh, you know, Coach Franklin and his group. And um, but on the bus ride, that's what we we're going to do every game, you know, because they all got their AirPods in. Yep. They all got their phones. Yep. And usually they're doing stuff on their phones that I'm not too thrilled about. Like you know, they're not really thinking about the game. So. You know, you want to let them be kids, but I'm like, hey, this is great. They can be on their phones. I can blast it out. We're all kind of doing the same thing here. And man, our kids did amazing stuff with it. Just the, the stories that they would write about relationships with their grandfathers or so-and-so, it was just awesome. And then it kind of got shut down. So um, we're going to, we'll use that again next year. And what I'll do is instead of doing it remotely, I'll, like I said, I'll pull those into the classroom for that 20 minutes after school you know, where we can do a lesson, I got the board and, you know, we can probably, you know, take a little bit deeper, a little bit further. So um, it's just a good thing. I think kids need, I don't think they can get enough of character and leadership stuff in today's, I mean, that at the end of the day, that's what we're all trying to build good men, just like this podcast. We're trying to make these guys um, good, productive citizens, husbands, um, you know, workers, uh, leaders. We want them to have good leadership qualities. So expose them to as much as we possibly can. Absolutely. No, never enough. That's for sure. I love, I love, I think, I think that's just like, like you mentioned that at the beginning of the podcast about just taking advantage of opportunities. And here it is. We've got a bus ride. We're sitting down, we're looking at our phones. Well, let's go. And I think like to your point too, it's like, look, we, I don't ask you to do like, we talk about being all in in March to May. And here's all part of it. We're going to take advantage of every opportunity we can. So I think you're just kind of, you know, that's just, you know, living it, you know, living it. So it's, it's yeah. awesome. It's awesome. 
So, and yeah. it's much better, much better to be in that kind of mindset before who knows what else they're looking at on their phones. Yeah, right. Exactly. Exactly. That's awesome. So, and then also, so you mentioned a little bit of practice and saying like how practice, you know, like, oh, this wouldn't be very good. So it seems like you really, you really think through a lot of practice, you know, and, and knowing the kind of coach that you are, I know that you're very detailed and you're a teacher. Uh, so practice and that kind of thing is important to you. So, um, you know, run us through a pro, run us through a good practice, run us through like the things you think about with practice when practice is over, what you guys might need the next time. It's, it sounds like, is it always rundowns first and thirds? Like, is that pretty structured? Is it always like that? Or is that kind of as needed? Yeah. So we, um, every day, well, it all starts with, I mean, having, obviously having a plan and making sure all the coaches that are there know your plan. And so I will send out like that morning, I'll send out a Google doc. I'll share it with all the coaches. I'll take a picture of the Google doc and text it to them. And, um, I will, um, usually touch base with them, you know, through text or something, but I'll also print out hard copies. So they have when they get there. Um, so everybody's on board. We know what time we're doing what and so on and so forth. I think that's a really important. I've been an assistant coach to on many teams, you know, going to practice and, and not having a plan and not sure what we're doing. That, that can be frustrating. Um, when a coach says, Hey, I want you to uh, work with the catchers today. Oh, okay. Well, what if I don't know anything about catchers, you know? Um, so um, it's nice to have a plan and be guys can be prepared. So, and that makes your practice go smooth. You know, everybody's on the same page, but we will um, obviously, you know, we'll, we'll do our bands, uh, dynamic warm up, and um, get a good long toss in every day. We'll do our rundowns. Uh, we'll go straight to rundowns usually. And then we'll do, um, we always do defense and offense every day at Middletown. So I know some coaches, you know, separate them from day to day, but we'll do a little bit of both every single day. And you've been to Middletown. We normally um, share the field with JV. So uh, we got one field there, but we have a nice, you know, hitting area with the cage and hitting station. So normally in that practice plan, we'll have, um, you know, I'll, I'll call coach clients say, hey, you want the field first or, you, you know, went to field second or doesn't matter and usually doesn't matter. So we'll flip flop days, you know, we'll get on the field first and do our defense out there as a varsity program and then, or varsity team. And then that while, while that's going on, JVs will be hitting over in the cages and stations groups, you know, small groups. We try to make everything small groups. That's where the best instruction um, is being delivered and received. And um, we also have that, field right up above it's a practice soccer field right above the baseball field which is available for use most of the time which helps out um <clears throat> so and then what happens is we'll break down um outfielders infielders um and then i'll usually take pitchers to the bullpens and get their work in or uh the last two years three years I've really made a push to try to not leave out our catchers. So um, if I don't have pitchers, I'll take catchers. Um, I think catchers, you know, high school staff, we don't have people beating down the door to coach and it's hard to find and catchers get, you know, we just, man, they just get kind of forgotten and they're like, Oh, get the gear on, go catch this guy in the bullpen. And, you know, they need some attention and some love too. So the last couple of years, 
I've gotten a chance to, you know, spend some time with the catchers and I make a point to do that. You know, I think obviously we all know pitchers are the number one priority and they have to get their stuff in, but um, catchers are probably your next most important guy. So um, anyway, once we get our defensive work done, then we flip flop, you know, we'll get off, we'll go to the cages, JVs will come on and, um, you know, we'll break down and we'll usually have different stations and, you know, a little bit of live hitting in the cage. But um, in those stations, we'll do different things. And, but we always, almost always have some sort of two-strike um, two strike approach, hitting station, whatever. Always have a bunt station or two, you know, work on different locations, hitting locations or certain techniques, stuff like that. I'm just breaking it down. And then, um, you know, we're in and out in about two hours. So, mm -hmm. so like, any um, will wrap up. Go ahead. Yeah, I was thinking like with your two strike approach, Joe, because you guys just you guys fight, man. So, what what do you love? Like, what would say your best? What's the best way you'd like to teach that? So, um, we make you know we we basically you have to buy in. It's not, it's not optional. Your two strike approach is not optional at Middletown High School. Um, we we believed in this. And we know it works and um, we've seen it. So we asked them to really change their approach mentally and you know, tell them, you know, we go over different situations, different counts, what we're looking for, what we're trying to do. If there's guys on base, uh, what the score is, try to educate them on all of those things that they may or may not be thinking about. You know, a lot of high school guys, are thinking about, I'm just trying to get a hit, you know, and they're not trying to think big picture. So then we also require them a few physical changes. We, you know, we like to have them um, get up in the box, up on the plate, get them up on the plate a little bit closer. We get them up on the bat a little bit. Okay. Which, you know, choking up, you know, I, I tell them at a minimum of an inch up on the bat, some guys don't like to choke up, but you need to give me at least an inch. And then um, we kind of open up our hips and our shoulders just a touch and we sacrifice, give up a little bit of power for the ability to see it better, be shorter to it and put it in play. And um, we've had a lot of success with that. Guys learn that they can still really, really um, hit the ball up. almost as hard, if not sometimes as hard with a two strike approach and they will um, taking a big hack, you know, widen out. We let, we, we suggest that they widen out, shorten up their stride a little bit. Some guys will, and some guys won't, you know, Connor Myers, who mm. is, is still playing so for the Cubs. Um, I remember him telling me his junior year after about, you know, a week and a half of working on our two strike approach, which was kind of new to him at the time. Um, he asked me one day, he said, coach, can I, can I hit like that all the time? And I said, absolutely. If it's, if it, he said, I think I'm better like that. And I said, well, if you're more comfortable, you know, and I think, you know, he made some adjustments that weren't drastic, you know, and we're not asking for anything drastic, you know, but for whatever reason, I think he widened out and felt a little more comfortable. Yeah. Um, and maybe his focus was a little bit better. So, um, you know, and sometimes we'll have to, um, you know, there's times where we go to Catoctin or a guy like that, you know, see, 
see Mike's pictures, you know, because he's loaded with guys up there. Mm -hmm. uh, or, or you've had a few that we've seen that you have to go into the game. Sometimes we'll go into the beginning, into the first inning with a two-strike approach. If you got a big, we got a big arm on the mound, and we know that we're probably overmatched. We're going into the box zero zero with a two-strike account or with a two-strike approach. Sorry. Yeah. Um, and and it's not as drastic as it sounds. You're only talking about some minor adjustments, and really, probably what the kids learn is that your mental focus is, is heightened and it, it probably helps you uh, more so than your physical adjustments. Absolutely. Yeah. So well, like I say, I love how you say when you come into a big arm, you know, cause yeah, like you said, it's really, it starts with a mental thing. Cause you already think this guy's beating you. You're done anyways. Yeah. It gives them, gives them an angle that they, they might believe in and um, you know, it helps them going into the game. So they, they, they really do believe. And by the way, everything that you hear on, on, on my end is usually stolen or taken from somebody else. None of this stuff has been drummed up by me for sure. And um, Mike Warrenfeld, who is a tremendous, tremendous baseball mind, who I still talk to today, who I coached for here back in the mid-2000s, uh, mid to early 2000s, I guess. But um, he's taught me, he taught me the two-strike approach. Yeah. Mm. That's awesome. For our program. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it definitely makes you tough. So speaking of that, so two strikes approach, we know you guys are tough. So coming in 2017, when you guys when you guys won the whole thing, say champion, you didn't hit a single home run. Not a single home run all year, right? And so does beyond the two strike approach, you know, would you say like that was that was that one of the biggest factors of that? Just not being able to get out, like always being able to put pressure on guys? Was it mostly just dominant pitching? Uh, I knew you guys really fielded it well over there. You just – and what was – you know, how do you get through a whole season night in a home run and still being able to compete at the highest level like you did? In a well, really hard 2A class, like that I, – I, I fully believe – I think the 2A class could be the toughest one in the in the state. Yeah, I agree. There was a, there's been a couple years there where it has been yeah. arguably the toughest in the state. Um, you know – kind of bounces around with new classifications and so on and so forth. But um, to, to your question, um, yeah, it's, I, I laugh when you ask because it starts with good pitching because if you have good pitching, you have good arms, um, you're going to be in ball games. And that year we didn't have a lot of, we didn't have like the one dominant, dominant guy that when you put out there, like, it was a for sure win, but we had four guys that you could put out there that you knew you had a shot. So it started with that, but really the two strike approach was a major part of our game. Um, we had good speed, so we could, we could put it on the ground and put pressure on teams by doing that. And, um, you know, they were so scrappy and just, just tough, uh, just relentless at the plate. Um, you know, I've had some people follow up that that state finals game against uh, Faustin. Our catcher Connor Connor Stevens, um, he I think it was the third inning, and their starter was still in. Big kid, strong kid, and got a lot of good movement on the ball, and uh, was giving us some some difficulties. And Connor had a um, like an 11 pitch strikeout. It was 
Um, the kid got to like 0-2 and Connor just kept fouling balls off and you could see, and it was the third out of the inning and he eventually struck out, but you could see the frustration of, from the pitcher. Like, you know, he got ahead of this kid 0-2 and then he, he, um, you know, wasted whatever, eight more pitches. It took him eight more pitches to finish the guy off. Well, that's a lot, you know, when you, yeah, at the end of the game, eight pitches a lot. So um, you can see mentally what it did to that pitcher. And so I think when he came out the next inning and we got to the top of the order, he wasn't the same. And um, it, they had to make a move soon after that. So it just it does a lot more than what you think, you know, just initially like, OK, they're trying to put the ball in play and run, whatever. But there's a lot more to it. You know, the battle, the wear and tear that you put on the pitcher is absolutely, I don't know, it's just, it's pretty intense what it can do to you. I don't, you know, you've probably pitched at some point in your life and, and you've, you've seen pitchers get frustrated, but when you have a, a nine guys battling, just found your best pitches off, you know, your O2 and you go low and away and this kid's nipping it back into the fence. You know, and then he pulls one down the line and then you throw two balls and now it's two, two and you're mad. You know, you're winning at that point. You're winning at that point. Right. Yeah, no, I agree. It's tough. It's tough. And then you're a dog fight. And like I said, just the mental focus that you've got to put in for those extra pitches. And now you have the pitch count, too. So really, when you're fighting those guys off, you're just allowing the pitch count to just go and grow and grow. And then he's not going to be able to go the whole game. Exactly. Uh, and that's, I didn't even bring that up, but that's, that's the other thing, you know, you take that approach into a big game or I'm sorry, a game with a big arm, you try to get the pitch count up and, you know, let's face it, you, you know, you hate telling your guys, Hey, this kid's better than us. But at the end of the day, what you're really trying to tell them is our chances are better if he's not on the mound. That's right. <laughs> I mean, our chances are better if they got somebody else out there. So right. I'm not saying right. we can't beat him, but the sooner he gets off the mound, the better our chances are, right? Absolutely. And that's how you got to look at it. Um, you know, Mike and I talk about one of the games that really, really was did wonders for our program was in a 12, maybe. Um, we faced um, – the late great Alex Kennedy, his junior year had been dominant. I don't know if he gave up a run. Yeah. We thought, played him in the playoffs um, and going into, um, we had to play at Frederick High. We couldn't play at Mike's field or our field or something. And um, he was just dominant, but we took that two strike approach in and fouled a bunch of, you know, and that and we got his pitch count up and then he got off the mound and we were able to squeeze out victory, you know, and you know what, to beat a Mike Franklin team, especially with Alex Kennedy on the mound, yeah. holy smokes. That's a was... um, so it, there's been different times, but that, that really, I guess what I'm trying to say is that was great for our program because the people that could see it, it was proof that it really, really, really did work, mm. you know really did work so um it can it can equalize things a little bit when you're facing a dominant pitcher mm -hmm. for sure like i mean so like, i know you said about dominant pitching as well so if you switch gears a little bit to like so are, are, are most of the pitching work that you're doing is just during that defensive time when you're pulling guys in the pen is that the biggest instruction that you'll get and you are you basically the only one that works with the pitchers uh yeah so um 
you know, when I was really young and dumb, I didn't, we, you know, I was so into planning a practice and trying to figure out how we were going to do things and cover everything. You know, my dad told me for years that, you know, nothing else really matters other than your pictures. So, um, and it <laughs> like took Fred me- Krieger. Fred Krieger says the same thing. I will, I, I talked so much practice with him and it's like, did you do anything else besides pitching? No, right. I really didn't. <laughs> you know, right. they'll hit on their own. <laughs> right. You know, um, he, <laughs> he would, you know, I would talk about my shortstop or something and he would say, well, your shortstop doesn't matter if you got the right guy on the mound. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's, you know, he's right. But um, so anyway, you know, I didn't spend near enough time with pitchers. So yeah. um, now that is the time. So when we do our defense and sometimes if it runs over, if I don't get everybody in who has to throw a bullpen that day, we, you know, I might take some during our hitting stations and, and do our bullpen work there. But, you know, um, even sometimes we'll do team flat work. Um, I guess to answer your question, there will be times, and this came from Fred, you know, we'll, I'll just say, you know, partner up. If you can partner up with somebody who's not a pitcher. And if you are a pitcher, um, if you're both pitchers, that's okay. And we'll do, you know, build a strike or something. We'll start at, you know, 40 feet, go to 50 feet, go to 60 feet and just work mechanics. And the guy on the other end is down, no equipment on, you know, just being a catcher. We're not throwing it hard. You know, we're just working on mechanics. Um, and that'll be a team thing. And sometimes I'll say, okay, well, if you're not a pitcher, you yeah. might be now. And you, you never know, you never know when you're going to be called upon to maybe pitch. Mm-hmm. And maybe you are a pitcher and you don't know it. And maybe your summer team's going to need you to pitch or whatever. So you can always get stuff out of it, you know, working on your balance and strength and stuff like that. So sometimes we'll do, you know, team stuff like that. But most of it comes during our defensive breakdown. Um, and we do bullpens and, you know, might work on other pitches or experiment a little bit with some grips and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got that. I built a strike definitely something I took from Fred as well. <laughs> You know, that's definitely, yeah. definitely, definitely a, a great drill and uh, very, very, you know, I love the comp- uh, the competitiveness of it as well. You know, trying to get through, you know, we'd always just try to do three strikes in a row, you know, and how many, mm-hmm. how, how many pitches did it take you to do that? And before you got back to the next one. So we would compete a little bit with that. And yeah, I mean, it was just a yep, classic Coach Krieger, Coach Krieger move. For sure. And it, it's, it, it's extreme fundamental stuff. It's nothing, you know, revolutionary. It's, it's simple, you know, repetition. You know, not getting extremely technical with guys, make them, let them be comfortable. Hopefully they're balanced, you know, and, and per, try to perfect their craft. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's great. That's great stuff. Oh, man. So, I mean, like, uh, I I see um, you do, so uh, even part of, like, the practice plan you kind of, you sent me and looking at that, well, like, will you, scr- like, scrimmaging with live pitchers? Like, so you've talked about how you'll break in half and half. Like, well, part of your on-the-field stuff, might that be, like, maybe a scrimmage or an inner squad, and that's where your pitchers are just actually throw live? Do you, do you try to have them throw live a good bit? Uh, is that pretty much planned all the time? If they're going to throw a bullpen live, they're going to throw it to, to hitters? Um, not we, – we will – you know, playing three games in a week. Yeah. 
we don't have usually don't have enough pitchers that we need to throw live like when we're scrimmaging or doing situations on the field um normally if we do that kind of stuff um you know be a, a coach throw or off of a tee or or we'll just be hitting fungos to you know with runners on base and stuff like that um at a 2a school as you know at a 1a school you're not blessed with tons of arms so you're you're normally um you normally don't need them unless there is a gap between like the end of your regular season going into playoffs or your preseason stuff but normally once we get going three days a week we don't have enough arms to really you know um make that work so most of our stuff on the field defensively we'll do individual stuff and then we'll do some team stuff um after we're done with our individuals you know we'll just go to situations things that we talked about as a staff that we may need to work on um specifically for that day or something came up we had a blunder you know made a bad decision with a guy in second or something like that and um you know go over a situation that we we didn't suspect was going to arise but it did and and whatever however the season dictates really yep yeah that's good that's definitely good that's smart man so that's just yeah taking i guess I mean, what your lessons learned from the game and seeing what you need to go from there yeah and so like after each game each practice you know usually um coach main and, and kevin murphy and, and brandon when he's with us and not with the jvs coach mccann they are tremendous coaches. I have a great staff. I'm completely blessed. Um, you know, after the game, they'll say, hey, tomorrow practice, put this on the plan. We need to do this, you know, boom. Or, hey, we need to work on, you know, you know, runners at second with no outs, ground ball to short, you know, what we're doing, tags, stuff like that. You know, stuff that we see in a game that we may not think about putting in the plan normal on a normal day um that you just forget about you know there's so many situations in the game of baseball um I, my mind doesn't have the capacity to keep up with it all at each time it's not not like bob wells at, you know bob wells at frostburg you know who i've learned a great deal of information from can pull out any situation any time any possible he knows every possible scenario on the baseball field which is amazing that's yeah, like lowry lowry seniors like that yeah, and I can't do that. So I need I rely on a great staff to, you know, tell me what to do and I script it up and we implement it the next day. Yeah. Simple. Yeah, it's good. It's awesome, man. So like, and part of that thing too, I love I love what you said at the Knights Crusade, man. Let's get into the Knights Crusade. And I think that's something that's your program um is is pretty is I think you'd hang your hat on as well, man. Look, talk to us a little about the Knights Crusade. Yeah, so um, you know, I've had a lot of your heard a lot of the your guests talk about you know culture and 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 that word being thrown around in the programs and so i think it is important that your your program does have a culture and so uh, a few years back now i guess um again coach lenat was at usa football he works for usa football okay he's um he was a master trainer and now he's up above that he's one of their I don't know, regional guys or something. Um, but he travels the country meeting with coaches, um, doing clinics with coaches all over the country, heads up 
blocking, heads up, tackling, all that stuff, leadership stuff. He was at their um, <clears throat> convention in, I think it was New Orleans a couple years ago. And um, there was a guy there who was presenting about a Navy SEAL workout and how he would come in and do a weekend with your team or your organization. And you went, to, you had to have water and sand and you spent the night, it was 24 hours or something like that. And it was a Navy SEAL workout and it was mm. to build mental toughness and character. So he came back and he was pitching this to me and uh, we were going back and forth and it's super expensive. And we don't have those kinds of funds. We don't raise that kind of money. And we were brainstorming. And then I think, um, you know, he or Coach Murphy, I pitched it to him and, um, somebody said, wow, we can do that on our own, you know? Mm -hmm. And I said, man, that's a great idea. So we started brainstorming things that we could do, activities that we could do and so on and so forth. And um, so we came up with a name, it's called the Knights Crusade. For those who don't know, we're the Middletown Knights, Middletown High School. Um, and what we do is, after our tryouts are, are over, the first Saturday that our tryouts are over with, we do, <clears throat> it's basically a, a small sort of Marine, it's a Marine workout because that was the other thing. Um, your local, for those of you who um, are in the schools, you know that your local Marine and Army recruiters are in the schools all the time and they're always looking to work with kids. Okay. And so then we said, well, this would be a great idea. It's a great way for them to come in and work with kids. So we reached out to the local recruiter and they were all in super excited. So we met, we came up with a bunch of um, events, activities, um, and we decided that we would meet at um, 4.30 a.m. on the Saturday morning. Of course, it's, you know, in, in the Northeast here, it's freezing cold and March 16th or whatever it's gonna yeah. be free oh the wind's gonna yeah. be blown. so yeah. <clears throat> and um so we just put him through about I don't know I think we had like maybe 12 maybe not even that maybe eight to 12 uh pretty grueling exercises physical um challenge their physical toughness and their mental toughness and between each one the group of marines that helped us um of course, they're there. And between each one, they pull the group together and they talk about some sort of leadership skill or um, quality, I should say. And, um, you know, so he might pull everybody together and talk about selflessness and the activity that you just completed. Um, you know, you had to hold your partner up for so long, you know, in a chain or, you know, some of those events that, you know, a lot of team building activities that the people have done. And talked about what that means and how that fits amongst our team and how we're relying on one another and so on and so forth. So they were getting the physical piece of it. They were getting leadership. They were getting mental toughness. We were challenging them to reach different heights that they had never gone to before. And some of these guys, um, <clears throat> you know, beginning of our football season, we do some pretty grueling stuff. And it challenges guys. But some of these guys who have never played football, who are baseball only guys, have never experienced anything like this. Right. And it's so it's great because I've had a couple of kids come up to me afterwards and they were like, coach, 
I've never, ever experienced anything like that in my entire life. Thank you. Thank you. Because I didn't know I, I could do that. And um, the other thing is, <clears throat> we've only had two years now. We've only done it for two years. But from some of these guys who were like um, 11th graders, to see them where they grew from an 11th grader who, who'd never had anything like this presented to them. And then accomplishing it in 11th grade, coming back as a 12th grader, knowing that they can get through it. What a difference, what confidence, I mean, what a confidence booster it was. I and mean, they were just like a different person when they went through this and they were leading some of the younger guys who didn't think they could get through it. They were helping them like, you know, look, I was right there with you last year. I, I know you can get through this. You're going to be fine. They're pumping them up along the way. It lasts for about an hour, hour and a half, two hours. And then we go in, um, some parents, we were blessed to have some great parents. They cook a big hot breakfast for us in the cafeteria. We go in, we sit down and we, you know, talk about our experience and the Marines are there with us and they sit and eat with us and enjoy some fellowship and good food and, talk about how old we are or how tough we are and that kind of thing it is just a great way to start the year mm -hmm. we, <clears throat> we also put them into three teams um shoot uh selflessness um gosh put me on the spot i have to go back and look but we use the marine the 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 core values of the marine and we pick out some of those qualities and we put them on teams and they they're in three different colored shirts so i think this one is yeah. In fact, this might be, is that selflessness? Yep, it is. Yeah. So we put them in an orange shirt, a white shirt, or a, a, a black shirt, and they all have a different name on the back. And that's their team. We try to split them up evenly, you know, physically, um, and they compete through some stuff. So it's really cool. Um, I wasn't sure how it would go when we first pitched it to the team. I kind of surprised them. And um we pumped it. They got so excited about it and they bought in right away. And it's really been a great thing. And so after we did it the first year, guys like Luke Pryor and those guys who went off to college at the beginning of March, they're texting me like, coach, I think I can make it back from Mount St. Mary's for the night's crusade. Can I participate? <laughs> yeah. and I'm like, you know, but it was really cool that they, you know, they had a great experience and that's what we're trying to do. Provide a good experience for them and put them through something that, you know, so, so 10 years down the road when they're, they're faced with a difficult challenge, whether it's physically or mentally, maybe they've been there before and they know they can get through it now. Mm. Amen. Oh, that's awesome. I totally agree. And then, so I know that's not what it's about too, but probably, but is, do you have like a trophy? Is there like, I know some of the guys do like the anvil and they put their name on it. Uh, is there anything like, where are they, you, are you thinking in terms of that? Like, were you part of the night crusade team or they, something like that? So we don't have a trophy. We have, I mean, obviously they get to keep their shirt and, yeah. um, you know, and they get kind of bragging rights, but we, I have not come up with a belt or a trophy or anything like that yet, but that's something you know, I've heard a lot of your coaches talk about and, you know, to incentivize things. Um, a lot of your guests have uh, used those. So I'm trying to think about different ways I can incorporate that kind of stuff into our program more. But that certainly um, would be a good way to do it. I think that would be cool. Maybe put their names on a trophy that gets passed around year to year or something like that. It'd be cool. Yeah, that's awesome. 
Yeah, yeah, I guess it's, like I said, I think it all depends on what, I mean, you know your program best and know what your guys need, and you you, you know what the, the big picture is of that. So, um, yeah, man, that's that's phenomenal. So, and then part of the, so part, I guess just one of the clarifying thing for me was you have that part of your practice plan. So at the end of your practice plan, you said Knight's Crusade. Is that just something you just put on there? Or just Or is that something oh. you, do you retouch yeah. that during practice, during the year? Yeah, so sorry about that. I shared, I just happened to, sh- I just went into my folder, one of my folders. Yeah. From picked out a practice plan. And that happened to be Saturday, March 9th. And um, at the bottom on my practice plan, uh, that that little section there are things that I need to talk to the guys about. Okay. So those are things after we clean up the field, I pull everybody back together, leave it better than you found it these are the things on my list that I need to talk to you about. And one, I was going to talk to them about the Knights Crusade because I don't think I had introduced it to them yet. So, Oh, okay. 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 I, th- I didn't know if it was like something reoccurring, like maybe it was part of that, you know, leadership saying, remember we did this or, you know, th- this lesson here. I didn't know if there was anything that you kind of like woven through the year. Yeah. So, um, no, that was, just, those were just things that I, you know, at the end of every practice, I reminders, you know, what we're wearing yeah. tomorrow, that kind of thing. Yeah. But now that you say that, though, but we it does come up through the year. And that's one of the things there's been over the past two years, well, a year and a half. There's been times that I've gone out to the mound and been like, look, the wheels are falling off, <laughs> you know. But um, listen, you've been through more difficult times than this. Remember at 430 in the morning when you were out there flipping tires, you know, by yourself and. I said, you know, it's going to be okay because we've been through uh, some tougher times than this. So, you know, hang in there. Let's you know flip the switch, get this thing turned around. So it does come up through the year if that was your kind of where yeah. you were going with it. I think, yeah, yeah, it that's for sure. I'm, I'm sure it definitely gives you some things to hang on to and get guys to to get in. Like you said, just flip the switch. But man, this has just been uh, incredible, man. I know we're almost an hour and a half into it since we've been talking, but. Uh, if there's anybody like, you know, if they want to touch base with you a little bit more and touch base about know, your, your detailed practice plans and the night crusade and all the great things you're doing, what's the best way for someone to reach out to you and, and get that information? Sure. Um, you can, they can send me, shoot me an email at my school email, which is andrew.baker at fcps.org. Cool. And you guys are on Twitter too, right? You guys are on Twitter, aren't you? Yes, um, it's um, at Go MHS Baseball. Um, Go MHS Baseball, yeah, I think it's for sure. Definitely a good follow for sure. And um, <clears throat> yeah, and and I can certainly share my my cell phone number if need be, anytime. Um, I'll throw it out there three zero one. 606-3615. Those guys, um, you know, it was just interesting to hear those guys in the South and how it's a, it's full time down there. And, yeah, you know, they're doing things that are way beyond what we can do in Maryland, which is amazing. But, yeah, um, it's just the capabilities that we just, they're, the opportunities they have to do that. Where it, I, I, even for me, like another thing is, I'm going to open this maybe falls on to some people, the decision makers in our state too, and saying, 
like look at what's happening in, in all the other places, you know, even to, for Lowry at Lowry's, you know, in Jefferson, you're playing nearly twice the amount of games, you know, and how comes no one has lights. And, you know, there's just different things that, you know, when you talk to other coaches and they're like, this is ridiculous. It's, it's, it's amazing. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Like, it's just like, how in the world are you doing those things? You know, like, and like Butch Chafin would say like, you know, there are just great coaches that will just be in bad situations you know, and just, you know, given an opportunity to go coach or something like that would be, you know, they would blow up. They would just, because yeah, that's, that's it. Like I said, that's me. That's been a lot of this. And what I've enjoyed that is say like, here's Andy Baker, like this guy could coach. If you put him in Georgia, good Lord, you're, you would know what this, you know, that'd be the thing, you know, Mike Franklin, you put these guys, like all these guys that I'm like, yeah, these guys could do it. They could do it anywhere, you know? And they just happen to live there where their family's from and they love it. And they're, uh, and, but yeah, it's, it's amazing. The opportunity, the differences of the States and what they're able to do from a public school standpoint. Yeah. So I don't know that I have much to offer, but um, if I can help anybody, I'd certainly be glad to. Yeah. But that's been, this has been awesome, man. I knew, I knew, I knew it was great. I was looking forward to it. I'm glad we finally, I think it's been like a month now trying to say like, Hey, what are we doing this? Uh, yeah. but man, it's been an absolute pleasure, buddy. I, I just, uh, you know, it's, it's been awesome again. Thank you so much, man, for, for taking the time this morning. Well, thank you. Like I said earlier, thank you for doing this. Um, what, what you're doing for all of us is great. We're all learning. It's all part of the process. And I've, I've taken so much already just from the short time you've been doing this and you are certainly making, making the most of an opportunity. It's great absolutely great keep on doing it man because i'll be listening <laughs> i appreciate it man i appreciate it so yeah as long as i got people listening we'll do it to do it man if there's a if there's a need there i'm gonna we're gonna fill it yeah i've already shared uh well i just had a coaches meeting two weeks ago and i was like you guys gotta you know free clinics right here we're taking stuff you know buying stuff from some of the stuff that we've already heard um i'm like you guys gotta listen to this you know get on board and and pick and choose and whatever you don't have time to catch up on all of them but it's great stuff so keep it up coach andy baker from middletown high school just killing it uh really enjoyed the conversation um a guy that i've been able to talk baseball with uh not as much as what i like to uh, but you know really respect him from a distance he runs a great program um they're all about um the lessons and uh, creating better men in his program, and uh, I know he takes that job very seriously, the responsibility that he has to his players, to the people in his program to create a great experience, let alone for them to be really good at baseball uh, and um, for him to impact them, and he's impacting Middletown in a great way. So I know Middletown is very fortunate, um, lucky to have a guy like Andy Baker there. And, again, if you if you would like to reach out to Coach Baker, touch base with him, pick his brain at all, Again, his email is andrew.baker at fcps.org. So reach out, throw me an email. Let him know that he did a banging job. Let him know that he gave out some great content, you know, gave us a little bit behind the scenes, behind the curtain look at what they do in Middletown. Uh, for those people in Maryland know, um, Middletown is a very rock-solid program and has been under, under, his, under his leadership. Follow him on Twitter at GoMHSBaseball. And again, his uh, cell phone number is 301-606-3615. Feel free to give him a shout. Text him again. Give him a, give him a little shout out to say how what a great job. Uh, just did a phenomenal 
phenomenal job uh, giving us some great content for everyone. I think he made made me better, and um, you know got my wheels turning and, and uh, took a bunch of notes and and um, again want to thank Coach Baker for that opportunity. Want to thank you guys for listening. Please feel free to share. And um, like I said, we're just here to try to help grow this community, help grow the game, especially uh, our area. You know, and like uh, we had a little bit of conversation today with Andy, was just maybe trying to get even our state, you know, a little bit more opportunity that there is in other states. You know, I think there's definitely a void there. Uh, we can definitely help our young men out better. They need it. Um, you know, and it's about growing our game in, in all ways. So uh, hopefully this does fall on some good ears and saying there's an opportunity to help grow the game. And let's be sure, like Butch Chapin said, let's be guardians of this game. Thanks again for sticking with us. Thanks again to Coach Baker. And until next week, keep getting better.